This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Kyle, I really like my Bristol model because I think the track has two grooves now. I think we should use this in the show. I, you know, I like, I like what you've done here. It's not banked enough. This is my Bristol model. <laughs> So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put these two cars in, and we're going racing at Bristol. And in the words of Dale Jr., Bristol, baby. NASCAR America's Magic. the 2004 sweep for Dale Earnhardt Jr. at the Bristol Motor Speedway. Hello and welcome to Wednesdays with Dale Earnhardt Jr. for the Big Oak Table here at NBC Sports Charlotte. Marty Snyder, Kyle Petty, and of course, Dale Jr. How'd you like Kyle's yeah. experiment top of the show? I liked it. I'm surprised that the cars, <laughs> they, <held up> for, <laughs> they did. They the did. bodies yeah, the, are actually still all of a kind of one piece. Bodies of the car, okay. So the King and Buddy Baker there, okay. The under part of the car, though, Destroyed. is obliterated yeah. in the yeah. blender of Bristol. Yeah, that's all right. Well, let's turn it over so they can see and it. And that's yeah. like oh, you uh, see there the bottom part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to see all the, all, the, all the destroyed parts of the race car. Yeah. Is that what Bristol is like? Tell I me, guys. I came in here today and I saw the track, but I didn't know y'all had to You didn't know cars. our experiment? No, was I didn't know we were playing. I, we were sitting here. I'm like, how did those cars end up in that bag? Well, it's Bristol. <laughs> it's Bristol. Is it that way, though? Is it is it a big blender? It, if you're not careful, that's yeah. the way your stuff's going to end up. Yeah. It can't. Listen, I mean, and, and he's won there, but you, you look at it and let's just say four seconds on the front stretch, four in, the, in each corner, and four on the back stretch, 16 seconds. They run faster than that. Things happen just like that, just like that, man. You come off four, you're in a wreck coming coming off two. That's the way it is. Is it? It was the best part of the Bristol night race. Uh, that it's at night. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best part. So a night race, you know, we a lot of us come up from the short track ranks racing on Friday or Saturday night. That energy that you have at a track during the evening. It just brings out the best and the worst in people, and that's what Bristol does. You know, it just it changes. The night race and the day race are two completely different experiences, whether you're a driver, a fan, no, it don't matter. And when I was a little boy and I, you know, was begging to go to the races, that Bristol night race was the one yeah. I had to be at. Me and my friends were going to have all day long to run around and get in the middle of everybody, getting everybody's way, and then we're going to see the most amazing race that night, and you could guarantee it. I, I, I'm going to say this. Bristol was, has always been the place, always been a place that, as a driver, if you fell out, you just watched the race. Yeah. You watched the race. You didn't, you didn't think about leaving. That, that speaks volumes for Bristol to me. Every driver that ever fell out of Bristol— 
would just stand on top of the truck, walk up and down pit road. Even if you ran across the racetrack, when they used to have the, the gate down in turn two, you just set up on the dirt bank and watch them race around the racetrack. That's what Bristol was. As opposed was. to, like, going home. As, yeah, as opposed to, to like, beating it and, and getting in your car and driving you home. Weren't and in it. You, you were watching. You were watching, man. You wanted yeah. to see what happened. It, it, it really is. It, people, people always say uh, or ask me, you know, what is the first race I, sh I should go see? Or if I'm going to go yeah. watch a race, where should I go? And there are some amazing tracks on the schedule, but the Bristol Night Race is the one that I know is going to hook them yeah. as a fan. If, that's, if you're going to send them somewhere and hope that they become a fan – that's the one that's going to do yeah. it. The atmosphere is certainly incredible. Pre-race, post-race, during the race sometimes it gets interesting <laughs> yeah. as well. We'll talk about that. I want to ask you about 04. You swept the weekend, and we heard it was the first time it had ever happened there. But you get out of the car, and you say, it's Bristol, baby. Where did that come from? Yeah, um, there was a, the, what was it? The, <laughs> the Trim Spa sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. And they right. had a yeah. tagline. And I don't even remember what the tagline was, but it was something baby. And, and uh, <laughs> I think that was, you know, you saw the commercials every single All day. It was time. like ingrained yeah. in your mind. But I don't know. I just was so, I, they were like, why is this so special? This is, I, t I got out and I said, this is the biggest win in my career. And they said, why is that? I said, this is Bristol, baby. Because I grew up in house. Those trophies, the trophy at Bristol, I was going to bring it, but I couldn't get in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. No, I agree. The trophies yeah. are so tall. And for the for most of my childhood, taller than I yeah. was. And Dad had so many of those in the house. Yeah. And he had, you, you know, the grandfather clock. There's trophies that are iconic mm -hmm. in the series. The grandfather clock from Martinsville. The Bristol trophy is also iconic. It has never changed. It's still the same today. And I just was so glad to finally have my own. You know, I grew up in a house where there was half a dozen of those <laughs> sitting up on a shelf. <laughs> and I cool. wanted mine. That's a good story. You know? And then to, to sweep the weekend, I'd never swept anything, yeah. so that was that was pretty. Yeah. But the you know, shop floor a little bit, but <laughs> we've all done that. We've all yeah, done that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Does it still rank top three, top five? Where would it rank today? Definitely, definitely. It's it's hard to um, wins are like you know children. You don't have a favorite. They're yeah. special for many reasons. Each one has this. Well, well, we overcame this, or well, yeah. we were dealing with that, or. Some something about each win sort of keeps it you know special to you and you remember them all. But the Bristol sweep, uh, be able to sweep the weekend, get to get my first big trophy. Um, we almost lapped the whole field. They was a I believe there's a green flag stop in that in that race. But we lap when we're coming across the finish line, we're right behind sixth place, Jamie McMurray. You're ready to no put him a lap wow. down. And that's something you don't do. <laughs> no, that's you, nobody does. You know, that. at Bristol, yeah. uh, not at Bristol. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, since you swept that weekend, we've seen Kyle Busch pull off the three-peat, and he swept all three races. So what makes Kyle, what makes a guy like Kyle Busch so good at a place like Bristol where he can replicate success? Just because he's an amazing driver, a guy that can really make a big difference behind, behind the wheel. And so when you go to a track that, take, that needs a, a talented driver to be able to get around it, he's a guy that you know, just takes advantage of his own skill you, it has, you know, you have to apply that to the short tracks. All the all the guys that do well at short tracks, they're drivers. Yeah, they're real wheel men. You know what I'm saying? They came from, you know, racing short tracks and and hone those abilities to race yeah. at the short tracks. Have the patience, the judgment, the the decision making ability, but also the raw speed to be able to set up their cars the way they need to be all night long. It's it's the total package for me. So it doesn't surprise me to see Kyle do well. It annoyed me because I couldn't I couldn't replicate <laughs> yeah. it when I was out on the track with him. But you know when guys run well at Bristol, yeah, 
they, they check all the boxes for yeah. me when it comes to talent and ability. I think, and, and another thing is, I think this, and, and, and you may disagree or, or agree with places that you've run well, is Bristol is a rhythm racetrack. People always say, man, you go around it so fast, why don't you get dizzy? You get into a rhythm. It's, uh, 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 yeah. uh, it's just, and it's just, it, you just get in a rhythm. Kyle is a rhythm driver. When he gets in a rhythm, you watch him when he runs. He catches lap traffic. He disposes of them. He doesn't spend a lot of time breaking his rhythm and having to yeah. start again. He gets in that, um, and he's made this place. Look, 21, I could not believe when they, we were talking about the other, 21 races he's won here over the three divisions. And you look at that and you think, oh, my God, that's like your dad at Daytona. That's like you yeah. guys at Daytona stuff winning the, the, the qualifying races and the, and the July race and everything else. Tell, uh, Bristol's a track where most racetracks you can get out and follow somebody. You can get out and, and talk to drivers and learn. Bristol's a racetrack where you can't really do yeah. that. You've got to figure that place out on your own. And you can't get behind a guy and go, okay, I see what he's doing. I see where he's lifting. You can't tell yeah. where a guy's lifting and get back in the gas. Mm -hmm. And so I remember uh, the first time I went there in a cup car, I must have been doing it wrong. Dad would never get on uh, the radio and help. You know, Dad wasn't one of those guys, one of those fathers that would get on the headset and go, all right, man, do this, do that. But that particular day, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on the radio and tell you how to drive this place. And so I got in a cup car, and I was driving, and I get to the flag stand. He's like, lift. I was like, no, man, I can go another 100 feet. I ain't got to lift here. And he's like, lift here at the flag stand. And I got I lift, and I get down, and as soon as the car lands in the center corner, he's like, back to the gas Back now. to the gas. I'm like, whoa, this is way too soon. <laughs> yeah. No way I'm going back to the gas here. Yeah. And I get back in the gas, and the car just whipped right yeah. around the corner. And as soon as it popped up on the straightaway and got about halfway down the straightaway, you're out lift. Yeah. I'm like, I'd have never figured this out on my own. Yeah. Never. Mm. And Dad was like, you know, you back everything up there, and it is it was to create yeah. that momentum. Yeah, it's just you just take the racetrack, and you think you drive it this way, but you drive it this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and there's racetracks that are like that. But how deep did you carry that into your career? Like the whole time you drove Bristol, that's how you I drove it? Always, I would always – I'll never forget that. That was one of the – I mean, I could count the advice my dad gave me yeah. on one hand, and that was one of the times. And so anytime I would ever get in trouble at Bristol, I would think back like, man, I need to back up the corner. I need to relax and let the car do all the work instead of trying to drive it so hard. And typically that would really, that would completely change how the yeah. car handled. Yeah. And completely change the characteristics of the way the car drove for the better. I, it's, it's funny. I got to tell you, I, I got in Bonnet's car up there one year. Um, Tim Brewer was a crew chief. And I got in Bonnet's car, and they said, this thing's really loose, really loose. You know, Bonnet had gotten sick, and I, so I jumped in and drove his car in the race, and they were like, it's really loose. The way I drove it, it plowed. I think we took like <laughs> 10 rounds of wedge out of it. I mean, because like yeah. you say, where you let off, where you pick back up the throttle, how you let the car settle up there yeah. totally changes the way it drives. It's so hard to figure that place out, and that's why, you know, guys like Kyle Busch get you know, I tip my cap to the ones that do because it's a place where you've got to figure it out on your own. Yeah. And a lot of other racetracks like Charlotte or some other places, you can get out there behind a veteran. Like I would get out behind Mark Martin at some of them places, and I could get about 80% of it figured out watching him. But at Bristol, it's just not a track where you yeah. can do that. All right, let's talk about the big news of the day. Elliot Sadler announcing earlier today that he is going to retire from full-time competition in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, still leaving the door open that he'll run some <laughs> next year. So junior year reaction, there you are celebrating a win with him. Yeah, you know, I think about, I said it on Twitter today, me and Elliot have known each other since we raced late models together uh, in the 90s, and mid-90s. 
We came up through the Xfinity Series together. We raced through the Cup Series together. We, we spent a lot of time at the racetrack, but we spent more time together away. When we would go, you know, through the, when we'd go on vacations, we typically would go on vacations together. If we hung out on a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night and go downtown Charlotte to the clubs or something, it was me and Elliot. I was all, we were always seeking each other out and spending time together. And for years and years, we did this. And he was one, he was one guy where, I don't know how to put this into words, but you spend most of your life trying to build relationships. And a lot of the time in those relationships, you feel like you're doing most of the work. Yeah. He's one of those people that I never felt like I was having to do more mm. of the yeah. work. He always made me feel like the relationship was as important to him yeah. as it was to me. And then when the opportunity, you know, the things came together and things lined up for us to work together at Junior Motorsports, I was so excited because we were friends. You know, how often do you get to really do something, you know, work together with friends, real, real close yeah. friends? And so uh, we, we got together. I was nervous because I felt, I felt like, wow, you know, now I've got to give him opportunity to win. I'm nervous that we're going to be able to yeah. deliver the car to him that he needs to win the race. And we did. We went and won races. We've had a lot of fun. Um, and I think considering how the couple of years were going before that, we brought fun back to his career. We helped him bring fun back into his career and helped him enjoy these final few years. And I just really appreciate him for the person he is. You know, we're, he's still the same old guy. Uh, I'm going to miss him because he's going to yeah. go be a father and spend yeah. more time with his with his kids. So I won't get to see him. And good for him for that. Yeah, good I for him get, for that. I'm, I'm jealous. It's going to be you a know, coat. That I won't get to spend <laughs> yeah. as much time with him, and he won't be as much of a part of our program as he's been. But... I think it's awesome for him. He's he, we've I've, we've had conversations, and he's told me that it's like yeah. this is gonna, you know, he as I become a father, he's been a guy that I've talked to, and he's told me all kinds of things about it uh, to help me prepare, and I know that he's excited about being able to spend more time with him. I liked uh, an interview y'all did not long ago, maybe a year or so ago, where he said that, you know, it, it had come full circle for him being your friend. Um, and hanging out with you, but it, the first time he saw you was racing against you and Kelly, and Kelly was a better driver than you. Yeah. Were. I, 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 and he just kind of laughed and then looked over at Junior like, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure I should have said that. But, but I, I will say this. I'll say this. And this is just a personal thing for me. Anytime a driver retires, I'm always a little sad. I'm always a little, because that's his dream. His dream was to be a race car driver, whether it's Xfinity, whether it's Cup, whether it's truck, whether it's local short, it doesn't make any difference. You just, that's where you are, who you are. Um, and, and I always used to say it about my dad. When my dad stepped out of a car, he left part of himself in the car. You know, he's, he's still Richard Pay. You're still Dale Jr. I'm still Kyle, but part of you is in a car somewhere, yeah. mm. you know, waiting for you to come back. So I'm, it's, always, it's always a little bittersweet, but he is going to be, I, he's a great dad. He is. I think that he made sure to make, you know, make it obvious that he's not, he's getting, out of the car from full-time racing. Yeah, right. Right. So exactly I think he's right. he's leaving the door open for opportunities yeah. for him to race. And we're all we're seeking opportunities to work with him next yeah. year. And if we can put those together, we'll we'll see Elliott on the racetrack in the Xfinity Series again next next season. And he still has a chance to go out on top too. Oh yeah. He does. That's the other thing too. Yeah. You know? I mean obviously we're gonna give him every opportunity to do that. And I hope the fans, you know, knowing that this is his last season, get behind Elliott yeah. and, and yeah. support him and his efforts to try to win the championship.
That's good. Did you know in 2002 in the All-Star race that Elliott threw a helmet at Ryan Newman? Did yes. you know that that happened? Turned. Did you remember that moment? <laughs> that took place in Charlotte, but Bristol also known for some of the great moments of drivers practicing or at least attempting their throwing skills. And that brings us to today's poll question. Whoa. Who had the best throw <laughs> nice. at Bristol? That one at you, Junior. Your choices yeah. are Ward Burton, Denny Hamlin, Rusty Wallace, Del Jarrett, and Tony Stewart. There's, there's, there's Denny Hamlin. So Ward's jumped out what? to an early lead. See Denny throwing. What's he throwing? Hans. He's throwing Hans. 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 Yeah. yeah that, was, that was Hans. Oh, and this oh. one. You remember this one? Your dad your, and Rusty. Your Rusty, dad. Rusty throws this water bottle at him. Not pictured here. Okay. Yeah, look at okay. Dale Senior trying to be nice. By the way, there. Oh, th this is good. Dale Jarrett. That a Kansas City Chiefs helmet. Kansas City Chiefs oh, helmet. Oh no way! Yeah. It was in the 90s. That's there, a good Kyle. throw. Now this is best form. This is the best form. I don't care. Because Dale was a quarterback. Dale was yeah, a quarterback, was. so that, that's good for him. I think this one's going to get a lot of votes. Yeah. That shouldn't get a lot of votes. He threw it two-handed. <laughs> Nobody threw it double good. Look I, at that. The two-handed was to ensure it might inflict the most damage. <laughs> to the helmet or the to, car? To, to the car. Uh, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I think Tony's is probably the best. There you go. You got oh, he's, got, he's, got, the he's got the best post. He's, he's, got, he's got the best post. up there. Hey, go to NBCSports.com slash NASCAR to vote. How about this guy, Fernando Alonso, done with F1? Is he coming to NASCAR? Could be happening. More on that next. NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles. The night that I won the Olympics, I woke up at, like, with a panic attack because I was like, what am I going to do? Like, what's next? In terms of like motivation and who I was as a person, I didn't know. Stepping into a cage and like instilling your will into another opponent feels really good. You can see Kayla Harrison take the next step in her MMA career as the Professional Fighters League returns tomorrow night from Atlantic City, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on NBCSN. Hey, time for a social pit stop. You've probably heard Fernando Alonso retiring from F1. NASCAR said, hey, if you want, we'll invite you to the Daytona 500. We'll help you get a ride. This was Fernando's response. Obviously, didn't wait too long, and he went to social media as well and said, hey, sounds like it might be a good idea. Yeah. This gift game is pretty strong, too, just like yours, Junior. That is, yeah, that's I'm surprised by that. I don't think he's coming, but yeah. I think he's going to IndyCar. You guys think he's going to come over to NASCAR? I, he could did you do ever both, get an invitation could he not? from NASCAR to come to Daytona? I never did. did. Never did. Oh. Never did. Yeah. I, yeah. Do, I, I do. I think there must it's be somebody. I think there must be somebody new running the NASCAR yeah, Twitter handle. Yes. With a very good sense <laughs> of humor. Yeah, that was yeah. good. That was very a good. good point. Yeah. Well <laughs> played. Well played. He could do both, though. I mean, he could run the Daytona 500, and then he could start okay, the IndyCar so season. It doesn't start until March. Not a full season. You yeah. think he might just come run the, that? That to me is a realistic. You know, situation. Him coming just to run the Daytona 500. Him coming and running just the Indy 500. But I think that if I had to put my money down, he's going to run full se full yeah. season in IndyCar. I would say the same. I, you I'm, have following, I'm, I'm following him to the bank. You have thoughts on running the that, Daytona 500. It, it is tough. I'm going to say, and you know, it is tough to come into this series, into the NASCAR series, on a one-off race and be competitive against the guys we have. You just can't do it. I don't care if you're. Yeah. Yeah. Alonzo, I don't care who you are. You just can't come in for one race and do it. And so, I mean, 
Why put yourself in that position? That's kind of the way I look at it sometimes. I mean, just to say you did it Curious. is one Curiosity. thing. Yeah, just to say you did is one thing, yeah. but... I, mean, I, I, th I think if I had the opportunity, if I was him, and I had an opportunity to quit F1, I got plenty of money. I've probably done some yeah. good things for myself uh, financially. And there was an opportunity to run the Indy 500 and the Daytona 500 on the table, I would do both. I think he's going to run full-time and I wouldn't run full-time. That's another yeah. job. I you wouldn't yeah, run full-time. That's, right. that's, that's a job. That's a job. In the Cup Series, you're saying. But if you were him, no. you'd run full-time IndyCar. N no. If I was him, I'd just run the Daytona 500 and the Indy 500. And I just that's play. I, just yeah. play. I mean, he had a good Indy 500 when he came over here yeah. before. Very strong. Yeah, he was. And the yes, rumor's out now, Racer.com uh, Racer reporting today that he's going to have the test with Andretti coming up in a few yeah. weeks. So, And there's a talk that he's going to go with Harding next year in IndyCar as well. Harding. So, yeah. Interesting. Could be a could be a combined deal with Andretti behind Absolutely. closed doors, yeah. but you know. So anyway, there you so go. You'd already know. You already know yeah, what's going on. I don't know what's, going on. Know what's already, going on. I'm just right. telling you what I have heard today. Okay. That's all I'm telling you. But okay. that's good advice. Run the Indy 500 and run the Daytona 500. Can I show all these, these cars? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen. Let's get back to Does run the Daytona 500. All right. So you hear hey, it. coming up Wednesdays with Dale Jr. We'll look back at some of the fun moments at Bristol. Kyle, there's some good footage in here you want to pay attention to. Remember that race, Kyle? I do remember that race. I That's coming up next. <laughs> hey, check out Dustin Long on NBCSports.com as he goes behind the scenes with Richard Petty Motorsports to see how the team prepares for Saturday night's race at Bristol. Part one is now up at NBCSports.com slash NASCAR. Tennessee comes calling I can feel it in my bones Good evening race fans This got some chill bumps now i'm ready for that atmosphere saturday night i love the bristol night race so much fun i say we take a trip back and look at some of the memorable moments in the history of the bristol motor speedway and we'll go back first to the spring of 1973 <laughs> kyle were you in this race 73 i was i would have been at this race i promise all right so kelly yeah. Yarbrough. and a perfect day for kelly Yarbrough. yeah he leads every single lap 500 laps look at junior's hat let every That's lap johnson <laughs> Henry Benfield right there, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Can you imagine leading every lap? No. I mean, you swept the place, but can you imagine leading every lap? Benny Parsons going by him on the outside. This is when it was asphalt, obviously. There's the King. King's got a little left front damage. Everybody had damage, man. That's, <laughs> that's the way it was. That's the only way. But look at that car, man. He even held the lead under pit stops. And they had, wow. uh, they had some green flag pit stops yeah. in this race. There weren't a lot of cautions, obviously. Where would you have been, Kyle, in the infield? In the infield, man. Everybody was in the infield. The infield listen, the trucks parked outside turns one and two. Jeez, you wow. drove the cars. Three up, yeah. You drove the cars up the bank and over into the racetrack 
coming off of turn two over here, you'll see a, there's an outside gate. Yep. Um, as, as how you got in. Right there was the gate. They just huh. passed the gate. And that's how everybody... So the, the infield was totally empty. So the kids went in the infield. Everybody was in the infield. My mom's, all the moms, everybody was there. And we'd eat out of the back of a, a van or whatever. Everybody would come over and have sandwiches and stuff. Then you watch the race, and that's the way it was. I can't believe leaving 500 laps. Though. That's pretty. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't fathom that. How would you do that today? There. We think it's like amazing. You say, leading under caution. Think about how far he had to get ahead. Or, or, or leading under pit lines, pit yeah. stops. Think about how far he had to get ahead to not lose a lead. Yeah. At a place like that. Lapping the field, man. I mean, back then you'd lap the field. That was a, uh, you know, he just had a strong car. Junior Johnson would show up with cars like that every yeah. once in a while. Up there. <laughs> up there. It's a I wonder if it passed tech afterwards, or if there was tech afterwards. Yeah, they took you know? it back to the tech center after yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the tech center back then. I'm sure it was a vibrant place, right? Yes. So, all right, five drivers have earned their first career cup win at Bristol. The first to do it, this guy's dad, April Fool's Day, 1979, Junior. Yeah, this is 1979. About five races into the 79 season, he wins his first race. Beats Darrell Waltrip in the 88 Gatorade car there. They raced together pretty much all day long, especially down late in the race. They they, they battled to the finish. I actually had the suit uh, that he wore in that race, and uh, which is probably the most valuable piece of racing memorabilia that I have. Wow. You know, I, I go, I, I imagine that, you know, Bristol's a driver's track. If I had to pick where dad would win his first race, it would be a short track. And uh, this had to have been an incredible experience. I know his brother was there. I have pictures of. I have pictures in my collection awesome. that Danny took. His brother Danny. Yeah. So the family was there. Obviously, this has been a race today. We all went to. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> There's your suit. Here's, Here's what's suit. so cool. Here's what's so cool. Now listen, and I'll say this: I was there, and I remember this because this was a big, big moment. Because I, I had started driving. I ran an ARCA race in '79, but I had started running some races. When Ricky Rudd came along, when your dad came along, when these younger drivers came along, I had grown up with Richard Petty and Pearson and all those. This was a new breed of driver. This was yeah. a new group. So I'm like, go Ricky Rudd, go Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> I mean, I pulled for those guys. You know yeah. what I mean? And even though my career was starting, it was like that was the changing of the guard for me. Hmm. So to see a rookie win a race against Daryl and, and Kale and guys like that was like, it was a big dang deal, man. It, it really was. I don't think... We look back on it and say, yeah, big deal. That was his first race. It was a big deal that day. That's no joke. Yeah, I mean, I, there, the only there's some footage of that race that exists. There's not footage of the entire race, yeah. which is the only thing that, you know, I wish I could have is some, some you know, some, be able to watch that thing from start to finish. But there is like a 20-minute reel of the from the pre-race all the way to the finish of that. So it's been fun to kind of see some of those old races. They didn't cover races back then no. with cameras and 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 – and green, you know, flag to flag coverage from start to finish. So not a lot of footage from those days, but there is a little bit of, of that race that I got my hands on over the last couple of years, and it's awesome to see it. That's is cool. that suit under lock and key, or absolutely, where is it? yeah. Actually, when I got the suit, <laughs> this is a funny story. So <laughs> I was Buckle cleaning, in. I was cleaning out this particular part of, I was cleaning out this closet, and uh, I threw, I threw this bag, this trash bag into the back of this pickup truck. And a buddy of mine was going through all the th stuff I was throwing in the back of this truck. He's like, why you want to throw this away? Why you want to throw this away? And he opened that bag up and that suit was in it. No Ooh, way. I just no thought it was way. a trash bag that with close. trash. That close. Almost went oh, into, oh, it almost no went, way. no way. It almost went to the no dump. No way. Like you were leaving to go yes, up with it. Yeah. And he gets it out and he's like, there's a suit in here. And I get it out. I'm like, what suit is this? You know, this is yellow. <laughs> yeah. What, what yeah. yellow suit do I have? I don't and I open it. I'm like, 
oh man, this is like from 1980, 79. Yeah. And then I got to looking at the pictures and the patches. I'm like, wow, this is from the, the race he won his yeah. first race. Wow. So, That's yeah. cool. I actually put it on. Had to try it on. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you have to. You try it you on. Have to. That's right. You have tweet to. out the picture. That's I it. did. Cool. Yeah, I tweeted right. out a picture right. of me wearing yeah. it. Yeah. That is cool. I'm surprised that is producer cool, Bars didn't find it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll find that That's later. Cool. Yeah, well, by the end of the show, yeah. I, I yeah. bet we'll have I bet it. I right. will. Hey, your dad was pretty awesome at Bristol. He had nine total wins there. But there is one in 1985 that's extra special. Why is that? What? Uh, the the 85. 85. Okay, so, yeah, 1985, he loses his power steering. And it's different today. Yeah. Uh, back then, uh, they had negative caster in the left front. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't understand what that means, but <laughs> they really had to set the cars up to turn. That's right. And so, when, but when the power steering went out with those cars, I think it would be worse today. Yeah. Wouldn't it? It, it is worse today. Yeah. It is worse. So it was, it's more straight up. It was. It was doable back then, but not as hard as it would be yeah. today. It'd You've be impossible. Because it was an early crash. Yeah. And I think this here's is the some, early crash. Here's some content. Yeah. He's beating on the back of Ricky Rudd right there. Yeah. Oh, there you go. He lost. He loses the power steering like 40 laps or so into the race, so pretty early. Um, but not having power steering there would have been miserable, but doable. He's using Ricky yeah. Rudd there. That works pretty yeah. well without power steering, doesn't it? This to me is like some. Oh, yeah. This to me is some of the best racing that we ever had at Bristol. Yes. You're obviously in this yeah. race. But it, it's it's Kyle. hard to explain to somebody what power steering, how hard this is. This yeah. is not. There, uh, hell, hey. There's, there you are, Ricky <laughs> Lane. That's good. But it, it, it's really hard to explain to to somebody watching this that's never sat in a car and had power steering, yeah. and then it goes out. It goes from this to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, right. it, it really does. And, and and like you say, the front end setting, we, we used to run, you go and, and you go to these places and you run split, caster split. So you turn loose of the steering wheel, it's going to turn dead left. Yeah. It's going to turn dead left. So that helped you with a manual steering box, but you took a lot of that out when you started yeah. going to power steering. So power steering didn't come into NASCAR till the early 80s. Yeah. So they ran without power steering through most of the 70s and 60s and oh, all yeah. that. So it's not like, you know, this, and this happens in 85. So the cars still were reasonably able, you know, reasonable yeah. to drive with no power steering, but not a lot of fun no, in a place like Bristol. It uh, yeah. would not be fun with all those turns. When uh, I went to drive for the Wood Brothers in 84, we were still running, 84, 85, we were still running manual steering because Leonard said it took seven horsepower away. <laughs> so he wasn't going to turn the pulley. To turn the pulley. So yeah. you're, not, you're, not you're, not, you're not getting, put I got to have that. Put That's, that extra belt on there. Yeah, no, we're not putting that belt on. Well, we can't talk about Bristol finishes and your dad without mentioning 1999, and nope. I just wanted to rattle his cage. Of course, this one with Terry Labonte and uh, your dad. Yeah they, had a, finish. yeah, they had a run-in in 95, but Terry actually ended up winning that race. Uh, his dad pushed him across the finish line, and then here it is, coming down the last couple laps. We're coming, I think, uh, to the white flag. Terry's going to get under and get position on Dad, take the lead. And then down here in one and two, Dad runs in the back of him, spins him out. And then you're going to see all these guys trying to avoid Terry, choose incorrectly, <laughs> and yes. Uh, yes. Yep, smash into this spinning car. Um and then after the race, I don't know if Jimmy Spencer meant to run in the back of Dad, but he hits Dad going into turn one. <laughs> but Jimmy may not have known the race was over. Yeah, he probably didn't, yeah, know, he the didn't know the race was over. I, that was a weird deal because Dad never got booed. And that night, he got, he got booed. booed. Yeah, I he was did. there that he night. He got booed. He got out of the car, and the fans really, you know, they were, they were split down the middle. Yeah. They were either cheering or booing. Yeah. There's nobody sitting there silent. And that was kind of weird for me, oh, yeah. watching your dad be cheered all those years. 
to being booed that night. And I could tell in his eyes that it made him a little uncomfortable. Yeah. He wasn't quite cool, quite comfortable with A, being booed, and plus what he did to Terry. Yeah. He didn't want to wreck, wreck Terry. He was hoping he'd just move him up the yeah, racetrack. just move him up the well, racetrack. That's they, really they, what they he wanted to do. They were good friends, too. Yeah. They were. They yeah. was, I, and I had, I had Terry on my podcast this week, and, and we'll have the show tomorrow, the Dale Jr. Download tomorrow. On Thursday, you can watch some of that. But we talk about that with Terry, and Terry said they had a hunting trip planned the next week, <laughs> and Dad bowed out. Oh, no way. Oh. Dad caught him up and said, you know what? Yeah. I don't think I'm going to go this week. You know what? <laughs> I wouldn't go hunting with anybody that just spun me out either. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, 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 I would not guns are involved. Yeah. No. No, no, no. No. That, right. But you know what? It, it, you're exactly right. Your dad, if we go back and we can talk about, everybody can debate different places. Yeah. But your dad never just run over people. No. It's, he would give you a chance to save it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and there's a lot to be said for that. Now, and, I, and I mean, I'm, I'm saying that in a good way because we see guys today that just run over people. Yeah. Give me a chance to save it. If I don't save it, it's, yeah. on, it's back on me a little bit. You know what I mean? As I, I always felt like in the blue and yellow car, he ran over you. Yeah. But when he got in the black car, he kind of dialed it back just a little bit. And I didn't have a problem with either one. I loved yeah. it. I mean, when he was, when he was you know, yeah. tearing people around that blue and yellow Wrangler car... Those were you know great. What, but I, didn't pay, I never paid any attention to him in the blue and, and, and yellow Wrangler car. Here's where where I paid attention to him was in the blue and yellow Osterlin car because he had to establish himself yeah. against those guys. You know, when the he two car, the, yeah. the two car. That's right. He had to establish himself when he got to the racetrack that rookie season as, hey, I'm coming after you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I didn't just come here to ride around. I'm coming after you guys. Whether it was with Daryl, whether it was with my dad, whether it was with Kale, whether it was with... It didn't make any difference. He had So that's the ones that I remember because those guys were like, who is this guy running into us? Right. <laughs> People don't run... We don't run into each other. Who is this guy running into us? But that was his statement there. At, at that point. I understood that. You know our guys in Connecticut are good, right? Oh. Yeah. The They're really good. Yeah. There you oh! go. Look at that. You, you fit that well. Hey, well, I, that, look at that. That was a couple years ago. I don't know if I'd still fit in it, but that's good. Man. Oh, come on, that's now. a good fit. I had to try it on. And you know what? It didn't really smell that bad. You would think something that's <laughs> been in a <laughs> trash bag, been in a trash bag for, for all those years. years. It, it didn't old. smell that bad. Yeah, that's you, good. You look a lot like your dad there. I got that is tell good, you. man. You're trying to give that intimidator look. What it a works. Great shot. It works. Got the Redskins jacket on, man. Got I like NFL season starting up. I'm excited about that. There you go. Bowl cut down there too, man. What happened? What is it with your hair when you can have the bowl cut and then you like I couldn't do it now because yeah, it's not you, that's right. You, know, you get away with it. Where's it go? Where's it, it go? Mine, mine went away a long time ago. straight. Man. Coming up <laughs> next, we're going to answer your questions, including about bowl cuts. That's next. <laughs> <laughs> NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles. So before we get to your questions and uh, have Junior and Kyle answer them, Kyle's like a kid in the corner sitting here saying, hey, I want to talk, teacher. Right here. You right got here. something to say I there, just KP. got a text yeah. from a competitor of your dad's, and it says, Kyle, I love you, buddy, but Dale Sr. ran over people and was <laughs> proud of it. It's from Daryl Walter. <laughs> Daryl Walter, thank you for watching NASCAR America, Daryl. Uh, there you have it. So Daryl's cool. watching us. I, I, felt like you, dude. I felt like in the Wrangler car he did run over you, but in the black car he calmed it down. He just I'm sorry, I had, to, I had to share. I had hey, to share, man. You're formed, man. There you go. Formed. From one of his competitors. That's right. That just had to Guy who would know. All right, let's get some questions. First question of the day uh, is from Scott, and he wants to know, are you more mentally 
or physically drained after 500 laps at Bristol? Uh, man, stay about even, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah, I would say that's a good, about even. It's, even? Yeah. I would assume the mental tax on that place is incredible. Well, yeah, man. So, I, so the road, for me, Sonoma and, and maybe even the Glen are some of the toughest ones because you're, you're, you're using muscles you don't typically you know, use turning, turning right. And the short tracks are tough on, like Martinsville, really hard on your left leg, braking and your, your foot, your left foot, because you're braking so hard lap after lap after lap. Um, mentally, the 600's tough because you're going another 100 miles. You don't, you're not mentally, you're not, your whole yeah. body's not used to that extra 100 miles. And you can tell it's, an, it's even that little 100 miles is a little bit different. Um, but it's hard either way. I mean, it's, it, I, when I get out of there, okay, so there's, how do you get out of the track? You go through the fan, you go through the tunnel. Yeah. And it has the same incline as the banking, <laughs> right? Yeah, it does. That is like the, and, and then we walk up this overpass, overpass to get down yeah. into the bus lot. So, yeah. and you need like, oxygen when you get to the other side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm, I'm dreading that. Like with 20 laps to go in the Bristol race, I'm thinking, <laughs> you're thinking, man, I'm really not looking forward to that. I'm not wanting to walk. I'm tired. So, Physically, when you get out of the car, yes. At Bristol, you're probably more tired than yeah. most racetracks. Mentally, it just depends on what your night's been like. Yeah, how your night was. It yep. depends on your night. All right, AJ wants to know what your song would be for driver intros if you were being introduced this weekend at Bristol. I always try to pick something uh, from a band that I'm, I currently listen to. So probably, it'd probably be something from the Dangerous Summer. I've been listening to them a lot. and They got a lot of great stuff. They got it. What'd you pick? What's that, what's that song we play every week? Uh, yeah. Oh, that news. Green. That's it, people. <laughs> ZZ running Ward? down the green. That's it. All right. That's it. Hey, okay. Yeah. All I'll right. go with that one. Uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, we had a 10 a.m. conference call today. Yes. At 11 a.m. it came out. You're going to drive the pace car this week. I know. Are and so running? Steve wants to know, uh, are you going to repeat what the king did and have to be black flagged oh, to get man. off the racetrack? <laughs> do it, dude. I hope, <laughs> do it. I hope that I don't do anything that... Remember this? Yeah. Last year? Listen, listen. Okay, <laughs> full disclosure, full disclosure, full disclosure. I told uh, Matt and, and Matt Marvin, I told I our agree, guys, sir. I told everybody he won't be able to hear you, the NASCAR guys, I told him, he won't be able to hear you when you tell him to come off the track. You know what? Yeah. He never he heard, him. heard him. He, he never heard him. him. He oh, never, heard, never heard him. I'm going to have fun. I'm sure they'll be giving me all kinds of uh, information and telling me what to do and yeah. when to do it, and it'll be cool to be out Good. there in front of the whole field. A little party sure. nervous or what? Uh, no, not at all. I'm just really <laughs> I'm excited to be able to do it. I want to see the sport from every perspective, cool, every angle, and that this will cool. be another new one. Yeah. All right, well, we mentioned the pre-race songs a minute ago, so coming up in a moment, we're going to talk about some of the crazy, cool moments in pre-race history at Bristol. Jimmy. Yes, that did yeah. happen. Yes, yes, those pre-race songs. We'll talk about all that when Wednesdays with Dell Jr. continues. This is Bristol! Let's get it on tonight! Let's have some fun! There's a lot of booze here. Oh, y'all are so loving. Steve Burrito needs some dancing lessons. Bush is an ass.
Uh, some great moments from the pre-race at Bristol in oh, the past. Yeah. Yes. Always those songs were interesting, and what the drivers say after they get introduced, interesting as well. What will we hear this year? I yeah. yeah. Who knows what we'll hear, but let's relive some of the great moments going back to 1980. And, yes, they did jump a bus at Bristol. Jimmy the Flying Green. What's this? Watch the front axle. Oh, <laughs> in the racetrack, up the racetrack. It just cuts a groove. Look at this. What's this thing when we were at? Now, I was here. I was racing here then. See the front tires off, and it just grinds a groove straight up the racetrack. Jimmy would jump at uh, jump do the same jump at Charlotte Motor Speedway, <laughs> and uh, did that until like '83, '84. And if I went to Charlotte, which we always did, 20 minutes up the road, and he didn't jump or wasn't there to jump, I was disappointed yeah. as a kid. So that was an amazing. It wasn't a full day. <laughs> they need to bring that day. back. Yeah, they do need to bring that stuff yeah. back. That why, cool. why do we not jump Eddie buses? Gossage would bring that back. Eddie Gossage, Eddie bring Gossage back would bring the jumping that back. bus. We, yes. need, we need cars yeah. crashing. Have no you limits, down a challenge Things here? blowing up. Yeah. No limits, Eddie Gossage. No limits. Bring something That's back. That's right. That's bring, the, bring the bus need back. Bring the need a little stunt show right down front straight away. <laughs> Junior doesn't want to be disappointed. So there you go. We have challenged Eddie Gossage. <laughs> for the kids. So, for the kids. <laughs> do it for the kids. All right, 1985. Ned Jarrett and a bunch of guys. Had some fun. Oh, Look at this. Oh, here it is. Look at Bob Jenkins with a kick. Oh, the so old Volkswagen. I want to recreate this, and uh, we're not. We did. I, my, I came up with the idea to recreate this for this weekend, but we didn't. We couldn't do it because yeah. we were too late in the week. But maybe for the next race, uh, the first race, uh, first Bristol race next year, um, maybe we can get in there Tuesday or so before the track. You know. Gets too busy and do this. That'd be a lot of it fun. It didn't take I'll much. I'll sit in the car. Let me I know. Let me sit in it while you do it. sit in it? Would you? No. Yeah, why not? I'll sit in it only. I'll wear a ha like a helmet camera. You volunteer? <laughs> yeah, I'll volunteer. I'll be a crash dummy. <laughs> Sounds like a Rutledge project to me. Uh, That's right. cool. That was a cool 2001, Dave Burns, I was here for this moment. Rolls the oh, strike. Yeah. Oh, I was here. Yeah, look at this. Swear to goodness, he did this in rehearsal and live on the air. Wow. Just like that. Wow, that's impressive. Bold a strike. That's and Rutledge. <laughs> I was there for that, too. 2015, our boy that Rutledge. Went, where, where <laughs> yeah. went way wrong very quickly. Good thing they got safer barriers. He does have a little helmet on this night. Yes, he yeah. does. All right, so obviously the pre-race at Bristol is probably the yeah. best atmosphere all year long. I mean, when the kids are singing the national anthem, yeah. skydivers are coming in. Is there a better atmosphere pre-race? You know what? And I'll say this. And Dale said it when we when we first started the show. It's it's the night race. It's like being at a county fair. It's yeah. like being at a state fair. It's like being at a rock concert. It's like being at everything you ever go to at night like that. You know, it's just it's the people. It's the energy. So I, I agree. There's nothing there's nothing better than that. There's um there's a lot of things to do outside the racetrack at Bristol, which there is at most racetracks. Yeah, right. But those night races provide the fans with enough time during the afternoon to sort of check everything yeah. out. They got the drag strip. Yep. They got all kinds of, you know, sou souvenir rigs and the county fair sort of atmosphere, all that going yeah. on out front. And, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, a great time. Awesome time, yeah. no doubt about it. So, hey, coming up on NASCAR America, we're going to talk about our shout-outs for the day. And we're also going to talk about what we learned in the show as we watch the Volkswagen and the bus fly through the air. Eddie Gossage, we're calling you out. Bring it back.
Don't forget, IndyCar is back in action this Sunday from Pocono. Scott Dixon, the championship leader, will try to continue his march towards another title. Hoping he can lift another Pocono trophy, or at least try to. Couldn't quite lift it right there. 2 p.m. on Sunday. By the way, Dixon will be right here on NASCAR at America tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern. That's a heavy trophy, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, time for our shout-outs. Dale Jr., you start. That's right. My shout-out is to Bristol Motor Speedway for giving fans more bang for the buck. Tim Duggar's playing a Friday night post-race concert at the Fan Zone stage at 10 p.m. Kyle, are you Country. playing somewhere? I'm playing at the Willow Tree yes, on Thursday night. Yes, I'm playing at a coffee house on, that is uh, awesome. up there, so that's cool. Uh, my shout-out, I don't know if y'all seen this dog and cat video. <laughs> no, I'm, my shout-out is to <laughs> Elliot Sadler. Um, my shout-out's to Elliot. I'm telling you, man, I, I'm like you. I love this guy. Love this guy. And it's bittersweet anytime you see somebody retire. Uh, but the response, like he says, has been overwhelming. The people that just love this guy and good luck to him this year and the future. My shout-out is to our friend Wendy Venturini. She's coming back this weekend. Remember her accident a yes, few months ago yes. back in June? She's Good coming one. back to broadcast for PRN this weekend. We cannot wait to have her back at the racetrack. By the way, what did we learn today, guys? We learned, we learned that never Kyle, throw, never th look, never Kyle throw, Bristol, never throw a trash bag away never without looking inside it first. <laughs> yes. Never. Don't never, ever. almost threw away his dad's first win fire suit. That's what I That's I, what we learned from today. Very yes. close to happening. Just no. so you know, I'm going to the King's house and going through all his trash bags right? <laughs> as, as soon as I leave here. <laughs> and, and there's a fire suit, by the I way. I love that. If you didn't catch it earlier, it's an awesome that, looking man. fire suit. But I, I love, love that you wore it. I do love the Dell Jr. skins jacket on the bottom right. right, even though I'm not a L skins fan. Red skins, H2TR. And yep. we also learned that bus jumping is the best pre-race activity. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Far enough. Bring it we back. need to bring it back. Yeah. They bring have the back. bus races at Charlotte Mercer Speedway. Yeah. They do. What about a they should have bus to jump races? during the race? They should have a jump in the track. In the track during yeah. the race. We that could do we could do bus races and let's do them every weekend. I think that should be a side I'm, look, I'm yeah. for it. I'm in for it. Quarter mile. I want to see stuff jumping <laughs> ramps. I want I want to see buses jumping. Oh, it's ramps. gone. Crashing Here we go. There's the bus jumping. Jimmy the Flying Green. All right, K&M Pro Series from Evergreen Speedway in Washington is coming up right now. Have a good night, everybody. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.